Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for February the 9th, Thursday of the fifth week of the year. Our reading this morning continues our journey through the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 through 30. Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 through 30. And it must be stated right at the beginning that this particular passage uh, will no doubt shock us and uh, force us to take a kind of double take. And as we read it, it may even give us pause for a kind of need for a neck brace because it is so, uh, it seems to be so out of place for all that we have encountered with Jesus during our journey with Mark through the gospel. Uh, we have been introduced many, many times over the past several days and weeks to Jesus' healing, his uh, driving out of demons, and all of the things that we associate with Jesus in the healing, preaching, and teaching ministry. In this particular passage, uh, we have to really dig a little bit in to it because when we first hear it, it is really unsettling. Uh, it causes a kind of uh, disconnect. And so let's see what it says. Uh, Jesus uh, goes on a journey uh, to the territory of Tyre and Sidon, outside of uh, his normal area of activity. And uh, he retired to a certain house, unnamed, and he wanted no one to recognize him. Well, we, we're aware of that. The messianic secret that we've spoken about many times. But also that Jesus is no doubt tired with all of the healings, the exorcisms, uh, the preaching and teaching, the crowds following him. Jesus needs a little R&R, &R, rest and relaxation. However, he could not escape notice naturally. And soon a woman uh, whose small daughter had an unclean spirit heard through the grapevine that uh, Jesus is there. She approached him, crouched at his feet. The woman who was a Greek, in other words, she's not Jewish. She is a Syrophoenician by birth. She begins to beg him to expel the demon from her daughter. Jesus tells her, let the sons of the household satisfy themselves at table first. It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Wow. Let the children eat and not throw food to the dogs. That, that is a stunning statement on its face. Uh, is Jesus comparing this woman to a dog? Is uh, she simply saying, is he simply saying to her, uh, I don't have time for you. I'm not here for you. Uh, you're not a Jew. You're a Greek, you're a Gentile, you're a foreigner. Uh, the woman 
beautifully responds. Beautifully responds to Jesus. And she says to him, Please, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the family leavings. What a, what a, what a magnificent response, isn't it? Even the dogs eat the family leavings. In other words, the scraps, the crumbs that fall from the table. If you have a dog there, the dog will gobble them up or lick them up to just get whatever falls from the table, which no one cares about. He says to her, for such a reply, be off now. The demon has already left your daughter. When she got home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon was gone. And we have to remember that the Jews were the people of the first promise. Those are the children of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the people of the covenant. But over time, much, much time, many, many millennia, the promise of the covenant expands and becomes universal. It includes all people, not just the Jews. That's present throughout the Old Testament as it develops and grows. It begins with the Jews, but God's love and mercy does not stop there. It must expand. The foundation is there. You don't start with everybody. You start with a foundation. You don't build a house from the second floor up. You have to begin with the foundation, then the first floor, then you proceed to whatever you happen to be building. So it is with God's covenant. The foundation is in the promise to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, to their descendants down through the generations. But as we read the Old Testament, we see that through the prophets, there's more and more talk of people, all peoples, coming to the mountain of the Lord, all the nations being gathered together and worshiping at the Lord's holy mountain, in the Lord's holy place. And so this initial response by Jesus is the reminder that the Jews are the ones of the foundation. Uh, and remember, Mark is writing for a Jewish community, He's writing for a Jewish community. So while he recognizes them as the children of the promise, the children of the first food, this story also reminds us of the inclusiveness, the universality of God's grace of God's mercy and forgiveness, of the overcoming of sin, the, the work of the evil one and possessions, demonic presence that is driven out by Jesus. It also reminds us that the response of this woman, so powerful, so powerful, 
that Jesus grants a request. The importance of persistence, not simply becoming angry, turned off, leaving, not feeling uh, downcast, rejected. She's persistent. She's persistent in her prayer and in her request. And that's an important lesson for us. We are not dogs of the promise. We have been granted the gift of faith because it is faith in Jesus Christ, the new covenant. But we must also persist. We must not become despondent because our requests, whatever they may be, do not immediately materialize. It's not God's rejection. Perhaps what we're requesting is not good for us. Only God really knows that. But also, it teaches us the importance of patience in prayer, persistence in prayer. Today, we want everything so fast, so quick. Uh, we're used, and anything that has a delay to it frustrates us. If the computer is not faster and faster, if, the, if we can't grab or gain the gist of the story, we quickly change the channels. We, we flip channels, and we flip life that way today. Everything, hurry up and say what you have to say in two minutes or less. Two minutes sounds like an eternity today. What has happened to us today because of our addictions to technology and the rapid speed with which things are delivered to us, uh, what has happened is that our information, so-called information, depending on where you get it from, uh, is abundant. What has shrunk is our ability to concentrate, our ability to persist in something. That has shrunk. If we don't get it right away, we discard it. It mustn't be any good. And yet we miss so many valuable things that way. For so many of the important things of life cannot be hurried. They do not operate on the instant. But they have to mature over time. Everything is not microwavable. Everything is not fast food. And so this is an important lesson for us. And so we see Jesus here uh, speaking about the importance of letting God's time develop within us, in our patience. Let us, like this magnificent woman, persist. For we are God's children, and the Lord never forgets us. And in the fullness of time, God's love and mercy find their way into our hearts. God bless you.